looking for is such a beautiful uh, is a beautiful premise because it what it does to me is it reveals the premise you're standing on already, which is not that. Yeah. So when you hear the premise, you are what you're looking for. Or the seeker is the sort, or uh, what's looking is what you're looking for. What they do to me, for me, was they, they put a spotlight on the premise that I was living from, which I didn't know there was a premise I was living from. I was just, I thought I was just living from me. But basically, the assumptions that I lived by very rarely were ever brought into stark contrast by any message I ever heard. They mostly fit around the premise I was listening from, yeah, like, all right, it's a given you're Paul right where you are and you've got to get better or you've got to start purifying or you've got to get ready to receive transmission or somehow it was just basically, you know, I was the equipment, but it needed some repair or renewal or some work or some, let's say, amplify or extreme or get it radical or, yeah. And basically, so every time I heard anything, I started from a premise and then that premise set a direction. And then most things fit that direction, they sort of went with it, yeah. Where non-duality is basically nothing. It's just basically saying uh, all your arrivals are totally negated by on having never left. On having never left, precludes that there was no arrival. What? Yeah. And the idea that being ourselves reality, the greatest mystery is us as reality, appearing as Paul wanting to attain reality. It's the greatest freaking mystery. Yeah. How could that possibly happen? Well, in fact, I don't believe it does, but it appears to. I do not believe reality loses itself by taking an appearance to be something else. I believe it's just reality, plain and simple. Yeah. It may appear, it may appear in a, a platform of time and space that something has been forgotten that's unforgettable. Yeah. But it can only appear that way with a lot of different situations in place. First of all, time and space. First of all, something that's constantly constantly presenting a different assumption or or a false fact yes where that reality would as a hand would put itself into the hand glove and then seemingly forget that it's the hand yeah though the hand is what's animating the glove the whole time the hand is taking itself to be the glove it's never the glove animating the glove it's the hand so basically it's an unsuspected fact or it's a, or, or distracted from fact, but it's a fact nonetheless. So in a way we are awake, yeah? And in this like tumbling event, we can seem to be awake to that. In other words, it can appear to us that we're awake to awakeness, or it can appear to us that we're asleep to awakeness. But it doesn't change awakeness. Awakeness is awakeness. No, awakeness can be taking it 
awakeness can be living out this little dance that it seems not to be awake to awakeness, or it can live out the dance it seems to be awake to the awakeness, but it's awake nonetheless. Yeah. So being ourselves reality doesn't leave many moves, does it? Yeah. So that which is real can't become unreal. That's its nature, its reality. It's not like a nature we're trying to acquire. It's the fact. Yeah. So no matter what appears around it or on it or over it or under it or seemingly in it, yes, it's not affected by any of that. It's like the sky with all the shit that happens in the sky. It doesn't lose the integrity of the sky, no matter how many clouds fill it up or how many 4th of July explosions see it, they never get ripping the sky open. Nothing happens in a fact. There's a lot of activity and it, nothing happens. Yeah. It's sort of like the guy, uh, the Wizard of Oz, when you haven't seen the wizard behind the curtain and you hear the explosions, you have a completely different reaction than when you hear the explosions after you've seen the little dude behind the curtain. The explosions, which are exactly the same, do not incite the same effect now that you've seen something. When you didn't see, you would think that it was a huge fucking creature behind the curtain. And therefore the explosions were huge and everything. But in fact, when you see the stature or the reality of what's behind the curtain, it releases the meaning of all the explosions and all of the, all of the smoke and mirrors. This is the traveling lighter, really. Yeah. You still may have explosions. You still may feel like you lost it, but did you lose it? Because when you come back from having lost it, it's, it's definitely not something that you find. It's already, it always tells you it's always been this way. When you feel you've lost it and you return to it, it tells you it's always been this way. So it disputes the idea of losing it, doesn't it? When you meet it, it disputes that you met it. It, it basically informs you, you are it. Yeah, it's a different message. The whole idea of the Buddhist thing about, you know, arriving at the other shore, meaning waking up or whatever, and then you take the, the raft to get you to the other shore, which would be Buddhism or whatever, and you ride that raft. Of course, you don't get on the shore and walk around with Buddhism. You send the raft back for someone else, yes. Yeah. But in this sense, on a right, when you arrive on the other shore, it informs you on having never left. Yeah. Now, was it inevitable that you had to arrive at another shore to get that? No, but that's how it appeared. Yeah. You don't have to take, try to arrive at a lot of shores to get to on having never left, but it looks a lot like that a lot of the time. Yeah. A lot of the time, have to take a lot of spiritual journeys to realize there's no point of a journey when you are that, yeah? Yeah, it's the, the idea of journeying to it is actually a, a, a denial of it, of the fact, yeah? You wanting to get it is a denial of the fact that you are it, yeah? So it's not about stopping wanting to get it, it's about seeing you are not the you that wants to get it. That's all, it doesn't, this isn't another, this isn't a subtle 
practice where you realize, oh, you know, wanting to get it doesn't work. I'm going to now not want to get it. No, it's just questioning the noun there. It's questioning, is there a you that wants to get it? Or is there a you that doesn't want to get it? There's me, there isn't one. That's the whole message point. It's not changing a thing. It's not changing anything that's going on in the head. It's just negating that which is implied by the claiming of what's going on in the head. Yeah, because the, what's going on in the head is claimed to imply there's a someone that's either being done to by it or is doing it. Yeah, that's all that it is. It's a simple negation. You're not negating thousands of, of things. We're not going through uh, neti neti. Yeah, we're just going to the one point. Yeah. So worrying about next week, I have no opinion about worrying about next week. Is it me worrying about next week? I have an opinion about that. I don't believe there's a me that's worried about next week. I think there's a worrying about next week claimed to imply there's a me. Yeah. That's, it's not a very, it's not an exotic phenomenon. That's the pattern. Something comes after and then implies it's before. So the claiming of an action like seeing, yeah, ends up to the idea that the seer is what's seeing. So the seer is claimed, is manufactured by claiming seeing, yeah? The mental state comes in contact with seeing and goes, oh, this means this. Seeing means seer. That's its logic, yeah? An action means there's gotta be an actor. If it ain't you and it ain't me, it's God or something is doing it, yes? This is a logic. It's a mental logic. It's insane if you see it from outside. When you're in it, it seems to make sense, yeah? What we're doing is questioning not the action, not the ing, but the er. That's all. There is seeing, but there is no seer. Just like Buddha supposedly said, there are events are happening, deeds are done, but there's no individual doer thereof. So this isn't about negating what's going on. It's negating, is there anyone it's going on to? Yeah. It's not changing a damn thing. Yeah. There's no need to add on or subtract. It's just negate. See? Negation isn't a subtraction. When you subtract something, something was there, and then you subtract it. Negation is just denying its reality. It's denying its appearance. It's not, it's not saying, all right, there was a Paul, now there's gonna never be a Paul again. No, there never was a Paul. So the negation isn't subtraction. There's nothing to take out of the equation. It's just what the equation leads to when the mental logic's running the show. The equation, seeing, seeing, seer, yeah? Seeing, seeing, and then seer is thrown in there. Hearing, heard, hearer. That third one, yeah? There's hearing, and then in this duality experience, there's hearing and heard. But see, it's not a duality. It's a trinity in a sense. Yeah, there's the hearing, and then there's the herd, but then there's the idea of a hearer. So the hearing and the herd equals hearer. 
It's not there. There's hearing, and at least you can see the, you know, you hear the herd, you, you know, you see the thing, yes, in this experience, but that, I, the seer and the hearer, you don't fucking see. It's, you think you do by looking at the body, because that's used to represent the seer and the hearer and the feel and the taster, but that's a huge stretch, yeah? This body is a non-existent thing. It's not doing shit. If life was sucked out of it this second and 99% of its faculties worked, they wouldn't be working. Even though there were completely no disease, eyes were perfect, the lens is perfect, but without the animation, it doesn't freaking matter, yeah? So this is non-duality. Duality is seeing, seen, yeah? And then the mental state claiming that and making this the, the, the crown of the little pyramid seal, yeah? You can see it, it starts like, then the seer, the hearer, the feel and the taste of the touch of the doer suddenly becomes a you, a you, a you. Then the A drops off, now it's you, and then it's crowned to this, it's uplifted to this very high level me, which now, you have absolutely no sense. <laughs> you, you've feigned an incredible uniqueness to the point where you don't believe anyone feels like you do because it's not a you feeling it anymore. It's a me. <laughs> so in the, in, the, in the whole dreaming landscape, it's put a throne in there. And it throws a you into a very high level of me, which cannot learn from other yous anymore because that's them. I'm me. Yeah, I don't give a shit what they're thinking, but my thoughts are incredibly important to me. <laughs> to me only. <laughs> exactly. Well, of course, me is only. Me is only. So it's sort of like, okay, fleet of Fords, they all have an emblem, you. Somehow someone paints an A, you, and then no, no, the A drops off, then the U, and then every once in a while, one of the Fords rises into a me. <laughs> it drives like a Ford, smells like a Ford, turns like a Ford, but it ain't a Ford, seemingly. It's me. Yeah, but there's all these Fords driving around running into other me's and wondering why that other you ran into me. <laughs> if you saw a you running into a you, it'd be, oh, what the hell it happens all the time? But me, how dare you? How dare, don't you know it's me that you did this to? <laughs> it's not like when you do it to someone else, you did it to me. Me. <laughs> That's called going down the rabbit hole or going up the ass itself, one way or the other. You can look at it either way, yes. <laughs> they end at the same location. So yeah, this is a message of duality being negated. By what? Us. Not by the you, definitely not by a me but by us, what we are. Us isn't a collective, it's nothing really. Yeah? 
So from what we are, we see the activity that implies what we're not. Yeah? We don't start after the activity is presented and we don't start and we don't verify the feeling of being the product that's implying. Because when you feel like yourself, you feel like you've been a self. Yeah. It's a historical sense. Yeah. So when you have a feeling, you believe you've had lots of feelings. If you're, you have had thousands of feelings, you've done thousands of things, that's all made up. So suddenly the claiming produces an idea of self and then that gets presupposed and now self gets guilty about selfing. <laughs> that activity that's, that's implying it it now plays a role of doing the activity. I've been selfing all day. No, there's no one that's been selfing all day. If the selfing implies there's a one, yeah, that's all it does. There's just selfing like all the other activities. Unfortunately or fortunately, this activity gains a lot of attention and interest because it implies it's about us. And so we've become identified with this story and therefore we have to buy the whole package, which is the movie. Yeah. So non-duality is just that, not two. So seeing, seeing, yeah. In fact, is that true? If, if the seeing is in dreaming, and the scene is a is dreaming objects. Is that real? Even though it's happening, it's happening in the context of a dreaming. Yes, it's not reality. So there's the non-duality of seeing, seeing, hearing, heard, feeling, felt, and then the triple effect of the idea of being the seer. It's just a fucking insane add-on. Yeah, yeah. But if you see this as a dreaming. And you can come to it in so many ways. I mean, look at this production value. You think it would be for 70 years when people come and go pretty fast, you know? To be all that you think about for such a short period of time seems to be insane to me, yeah? <laughs> I just feel like, I feel like uh, life is mostly to be forgotten, really. What you what what is sensed is the awareness of it all. Yeah, because all day thousands of things have come and gone, but this what lit the stage, what allows the space for the stage, what gives it all the content context is awareness. Is there's an oneness, a brilliant empty oneness that allows a lot of fucking parades to march through its neighborhood. Yeah, never ever joining in the parade, just holding the space. Yeah, that's what I get out of a day. Days of coming and going, tons of things happen. They all get forgotten. And I'm, there I am exactly as I was every moment of the day. And there's moments at night, dreaming. Some moments at night go into deep dream. Thank God, you get true rest. And then the other times you're aware of dreaming and the dreaming is of bodies. It's just, it's a, it's a mirror image of the dream we have in the day, really. I don't see people dreaming of non-bodies. 
They're dreaming of bodies, either avatar bodies or some fucking form of body. When they're dreaming at night, when they tell me their dreams, they always have fucking, they, they're looking, they don't know they're looking, but they assume it's from a body, but they're just seeing, but they're seeing everything in bodies. Yeah. That seems like it's a reflection of the daydream. So non-duality, find out what duality is. The basic working model as right where we're sitting would be called dualism, which is subject-objectness, where during the day, sometimes I'm what's thought about by the head, which is an object. And sometimes I feel like I'm the thinker of those thoughts about other objects like you. So I'm the subject-object that goes on and off, goes back and forth, yes? That's what non-duality is negating, is that. So the activity that spawns this third little thing called me, yeah, that activity doesn't have a, see that me seeming so real, that reality is lent by the seeing and the seen. If the seeing and the seen ain't real, you've got to believe the me ain't, yeah, because the me has nothing to stand on. It stands on the seeing seen the hearing heard, the feeling felt, yeah? It stands on that and all of that claiming is pictured as a body and therefore you see a reflection of you a lot during the day, yeah? And so it's constantly, constantly reminds you, don't forget yourself, don't forget yourself, basically. And now we have to, we believe we have to remember what we are. You don't have to remember what you are, just remember you're not that, yeah? You don't have to remember what you are. You would be trying to remember it from what you're not. You are it. It's, you don't need even that small condition of remembering. It's not necessary. You are it now, right this moment. And I don't care what your head says. I feel I'm getting closer to it, or I did something bad, I'm feeling far away. That's not going. You can't be close and far from everywhere. Yeah. Every location that you find yourself in everywhere is everywhere. It's not a special somewhere. So yeah, that's the... Uh, There was a, you know, in Zen, they talk about a, a don't know mind, began, don't know mind. Now I thought my idea would be an incredibly knowledgeable mind that would come to, I don't know. No, I'm dumbed down now. I don't know most of the day. <laughs> People come with their problems, I have no fucking idea. It's like someone bringing me a, a, a stone from Mars. I'm like, <laughs> just gonna, what, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Plant it, whatever. <laughs> don't you know? No, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Let me go grind the camper for a while. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like the bottom in recovery. 
The bottom recovery means every aspect that you thought was you is in the bottom. There's no one that's observing that you're on a bottom or in a bottom. There's no one that's observing you're screwed. All of that is completely screwed. I mean, the little voice that hovers around after it leaves a lot of shit in your life and says, look at the mess you made, it's in there. The whole thing, and then there's a, it just collapses. The pitiful demoralization is so, uh, it's like, exactly. it's like dark matter, you know, that shit that has super weight. It just collapses you with the observer, all those little fucking tricky ideas that it's not in the explosion area, you know, all of it. And then something happens. That's how I got, you know, I came out of that struck sober. There was never gonna be sobriety with an untouched observer walking around the whole thing. And this is the same way, yeah. That special little suspected inner resource gets caught with the whole thing, yeah. You're completely dumbed down. <laughs> so there you go. Nothing is awesome. Nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. You can't subtract or add to nothing, can you? you can't put it in, you can't use any mathematical formula to open it up. It's just nothing. Yeah. You look for it, you miss it. You weigh it, it doesn't seem to exist. You put it somewhere, you seem to lose it. <laughs> you got to get the message, you're it. <laughs> so, yeah. I gotta say, I'm glad you you offered that that illustration of why your face looks like that when when people present you problems about the I stone. Haven't... When you said that it's like somebody brought you a stone from Mars. Oh yeah. That now explains why your face looks like that when I see when I see it. When it, it has this wholly different dimension to. I'm gonna remember that one. We got the understanding finally. <laughs> uh, we, we got two hands up. We got uh, Elvin. Hi, Elvin. Hello. Oh, like, hi. I don't know. Yeah. Hi, Paul. Hello. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, a couple of months ago, um, some some something pulled me for a change. A change in this action character's life, basically. And then I start rolling, you know, the wheels and then, you know, starts, well, the things, you know, started to roll and everything. And after a couple of months now, I, I'm in a complete mess. Everything happens that I, I could possibly imagine, basically, to make this thing change avoiding this change happening. But on the other hand, you know, well, it's basically like, you know, moving out from a flat, right? So, you know, going somewhere, moving somewhere else. 
and uh, you know I had some fun you know in a different country and then this country put uh, this country on a black list and <laughs> solicitors doesn't take my cases and you know it's just it's just unbelievable on the other hand this you know somehow I, I I'm still pulled that change you know towards that change um, and um, I know that you know the change is not going to make any change in my life you know it's not, I'm not going to be happier I'm already quite okay but um, my body doesn't listen my heartbeat is 120 yeah. <laughs> it, it has its own you know Yes. You know, yeah, so I feel like a lot of, you know, um, pressure, to be honest. But, um, and uh, I, I don't want to be like in this, you know, um, uh, police and thief. Like, you know, I don't want to tell my body, like, you know, stop doing this and blah, blah, because, you know, it's happening. But on the other hand, I'm just like, it's just a nightmare. So, and I am, isn't it so that, you know, it's, it's this consciousness basically uh manifesting this i mean it's not only me obviously so probably all of these things happening because it's not maybe good for the whole i don't know <laughs> but, yes that would be i don't know yeah and you're not really the thing that's going to be moved you're the moving of the thing so to speak i'm yeah. the moving of the thing yeah. yeah yeah you're the wind you're not the sail so to speak the okay. sail is going to express the wind. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's sort of you get caught in like a, like in, in the water when you'd be in the ocean, sometimes you get caught in a current, yeah? And even in that, the worst thing you can do is swim against it. Yes. It just, you just, uh, you want to go out the side door, so to speak, or... <clears throat> And sometimes, basically, you go past the wave line and it's just, hey, you know, basically you scanned all that you can do and it came up with nothing. So you're just sitting on the board and luckily a wave comes by, you know, and you grab it like much as possible to get in again. Yeah, so that feeling is exhilarating in some sense, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, in the only way I know how, how to deal with it as an action figure is through recovery, because I was in from drugs and alcohol addiction. And that is, uh, we have a statement, trust the process and stuff. And these are ways of, or you're not in the outcome business. Yeah. And uh, don't jump to conclusions and or the easiest thing is you're not that which is jumping to conclusions. The head will, of course, jump to conclusions and forecast maybe dire situations. Mm -hmm. But now you have a newfound ability uh, to let that false evidence just be false evidence. You mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then give unto Caesar's what Caesar's. If the body's flipped out, drink some tea. Yeah, put some honey in it. Yeah, breathe a little deeper for a little while. There's easy ways to chill out the body instead of trying to say you're not the body. 
Just give it a throw it a bone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's easily it responds well. It does. A few deep breaths change it a lot. Yeah. And so there's no need for deep breaths. Who's saying that? It's insane. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And um the point is, I bet you've been under this before. Yeah, but then, you know, I was um, reacting and... Uh, Let me just say, but I bet you, look at where you are now. So in a way, it, it worked out, didn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, well, that's an important thing because the head works on... It likes you to forget that a lot of shit has worked out and have the fear as if it's the first time when it's like the 12th or 13th time mm -hmm. you've been brought to this familiar cliff and it was, ah, and then you fall and everything works out. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think, I think the, 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 the body, bodily sensations and all these palpitations and everything, that's really um, a little bit more difficult than the mental status. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, <laughs> but that's why you do it something with the body, with the breath or something like that. And as, as traveling lighter gets established, you outgrow that. Those, those traumas of the body stop vibrating after a while. They do. I used to have the same thing when I used to travel. I'd be up on a plane for 17 hours going into Australia, and I swear my body, my head uh, was telling the body that Interpol is looking for you. <laughs> I'm going to get pulled over by customs. So the body would be sweating, and the body would be very, very, like, contracted. And I was go, this is like the 15th ride. <laughs> been on this ride many times. And I just walked through it. But I did notice over the years how it changed. Yes? Okay. Yes. I think, this is I think important. that's important to honor that when the story wants to run its little dire consequence. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think I also, you know, the my, my not, I don't want to say understanding, but uh, whatever it is, you know, the more it established, I will, I, probably there is still some expectation to be more peaceful and yeah. not, to be, not to be thrown with kind of, you know, yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think there is still this expectation, unfortunately. Well, that's it. See, that comes from the claiming of the, the message and its effects. And now the head wants it to stabilize and I want it to be like this when I'm falling out of a plane at 12,000 feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to show any anxiety whatsoever. I mean, it's like, it's like the guy Thomas putting his fingers in Jesus' side, you know, doubting Thomas. <laughs> it just, it's never going to be satisfied. Just see it as not you. It isn't. You can't, you can't jump high enough run fast enough to prove anything to it. It's got a, it's, it's, it's has a biased conclusion already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Alvin. Are you, are you ready for Boaz?
<laughs> yeah, go ahead. You know, do you ever heard the uh, skin and snake story we have? No. Well, when the skin feels something on the skin, it says it's affecting the whole snake, you know? So the programming has its field of stimulation and reaction, but it ain't the snake, it's the skin, yeah? It, it, it acts like it's the whole snake. It, it forecasts this is danger for the whole snake, but it isn't, yeah? Mm -hmm. Something inevitably is, that's going to fall is afraid of that day. Yeah, you don't drop it, it just falls off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we have the meeting afterwards, honey, and I'm sure a lot of people, it's nice sometimes to share it and deflate the tire, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I'm always happy to see your lovely face. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. You want Boaz to go ahead? Yes, sure. Okay. Hi, Paul. Hey. Hey. Can you uh, guys... Yep. I want to ask a question about asking questions. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't it's do a... that. <laughs> <laughs> I will try. Because in the one hand, of course, I cannot formulate any questions is not coming from the mental process, feeding it, um, helping it, reinforcing the, the questionnaire and uh, uh, the feeling of somebody asking a question, etc. And it's an endless loop. But uh, on the other hand, I feel like, you know, not asking a question it's like staying in the loop without opening any door to any other influence to, to jump in, in a way. So I don't yeah. know if, if it's a question, but uh, is there any way to, to a real question be formulated? It's not so much the formulation, it's how it's used. So like the questions we have in Zoom are used differently than the same questions at a live meeting. Seriously, yeah, because of the platform. So in Zoom, the, the, there's a, a need for questions where in live meetings, it's there isn't so much of a need, I feel. Yeah, so it's not the formulation of the question, it's how it's going to be used. So let's say, uh, the theme of this meeting without going into the particulars could be captured by a statement in the Course of Miracles. Yes? Have you ever heard of the Course of Miracles? Yes, yes, of course. You and I are the dreaming of the dream and we're going to dream ourselves out of it. And as we do, the dream will get happier. In that thing, questions are just part of the dream getting happier and the dreaming dreaming itself out of the dream. So it has great value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Same, same at the same time, it can be seen another way. Someone is done, but the mental state just keeps asking questions. So now 
the question is for the questioner. It's not for an answer. Yeah. And so at that point, you'd like to starve the person of the question. Yeah, because they are the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just not a question. It's the meaning. It's the meaning and the use of it. Yeah. So here, when we first did a Zoom, I'm looking at us, you know, an iPad. I'm going, what? <laughs> Let me get my my stone from Mars and rub it. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, what? And so I needed, the pump needed to be primed. And so questions were valuable. They still are. Yeah. And then some people, how they get to not, never asking a question again is by the futility of asking questions. So therefore the questions have great value. Yeah. Because they mm-hmm. led to the end of questioning. So yeah. I just believe there is an an incomprehensible, unknowable uh, movement that's at play here. And so I've soared in in my own me movie of a life that I had come to the conclusion that had no value whatsoever. Yes. And coming into recovery and turning this will and life over to the care of something else. And that thing wielded a lot of value of what I saw as having no value. Yes. Mm -hmm. I got to speak to a lot of people in the same predicament I was, and I was being used to be of help to them and others the same way were being of help to me. So I just feel there's no defined meaning here in anything. It's what's before it. Yeah, the mind, the big mind, that which is before everything can give meaning to anything. Yeah. So in one point, like in recovery, you find that doing service is incredible, but sometimes trying to save someone from their bottom is a disservice. Yeah. In other words, they're going to be so much better off if they completely believe they're never going to be better off completely have the whole house of cards collapse. It's going to lead them to getting sober probably. So I, who would want to do a disservice to that? Yeah. I didn't know that when I first entered recovery, I saw it. I saw it. I saw how this, it's not just a free, always be of service. It doesn't go that way because there's mind before everything, giving meaning to everything. Yeah. So one day it can have one meaning, it can be a great service. The next day, the next moment, it could be a disservice. Yeah. So sometimes people come over, I speak a lot to them. Sometimes they come over, I don't say shit. Yeah. You just dance with the music, you know, you're, you're in silence in a lot of ways. So when the music kicks in, you become alert and then you dance with the music when you're interacting and then shit comes in and I've noticed that it's fucking pretty good. So I'm just going to keep, you know, shut up until the music starts and then I have an answer. Yeah. Just like the talks. Yeah. The topic of non-duality is dead for me. You know, I don't find interest in my, like mind candy. There's my phone. Oh, it's lost. It's scam likely. My only friend, scam likely. 
I send it my my schedule. It still calls me. So I don't know where I was, but it doesn't matter. I'm not there now. So yeah, I just showed up my whole life here doing talks, not having a word to say, really. And something would use me, not because I was special, but it needed an instrument. Picks up the trumpet, plays the notes, and then the trumpet has its thing and can't wait to get done and go to coffee. <laughs> it's trumpet has no idea how it's being used. Yeah, so, yes. So I feel I'm a real believer that mind is before everything. So there is, and everything is inherently empty, which is what is it empty of? Of its own existence or meaning, yes? So in the dreaming, mind is giving everything all the meaning it has. And those meanings can change, like from one second to another, yeah? So do you ever have to hear the story of, uh, there was a, a, a saint, and the saint had peculiar behaviors, yeah? And so the people that were following the saint tried to formalize his peculiar behaviors because he believed, they believed if they did what he did, they would arrive where he was. See, but what he was doing was an expression of where he was. It wasn't a way of getting there. It was a crazy, infinite possibility of expressing it, yeah? But the way they, the only way they could see it is he did this shit to get somewhere. No, it was the somewhere that initiated doing that shit. Yeah. So th there's no rote formula. There's no, this means this all the time. You know, I just don't see it that way. So yeah, questions are valuable and then they're not. Like I remember I was in a tent in Tiruvannamali listening to someone speak. And I knew at that moment, I was never gonna ask another question. The, the understanding of non-duality had, had collapsed that false hope, yes? That I was gonna get it. It did, it just collapsed it. The hope couldn't get out of the house quick enough. It got collapsed. And I just knew I wasn't going to ask a fucking thing except where the bathroom is or can I have another piece of pie or something like that. Yeah. Concerning this topic and it's borne itself out. Yeah. Yeah. But before that, I was interested in asking questions and I did until I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not the question, obviously, yes? You are the answer. So, and then the answer may want to get to itself in a roundabout way. So it asks a question, and then it's brought to where it was exactly before it thought it should ask the question. <laughs> and it goes, wow! And usually they say, hey, I've been listening to you. I had a question, and it seems to have been answered. And then they still want to ask a question, but it's, that happens quite a lot, yes? So they have a question to come into the talk, it gets answered, yeah, in its own way, which is beautiful, yeah. So I hope that's all right, Boaz, eh? That's all I got to say about it, yeah.
Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm a real believer in uh, there's meaning being given to everything. Everything is inherently empty. So, but it, it can carry or reflect a meaning. But the meaning is projected by the dreaming, yes? And the dreamt perceives the projections as if they're real. But if you follow, if you follow the, like, you tie a little string to the mouse, you can follow it back to its hole. If you see that the dreamt, yes, the dreamt, yeah, is manufactured, and then the reality that it believes it's in and as is actually a projection of mind, big mind, yeah. Now, when you see that all this is a projection of mind, that this is inherently empty, you have Buddhism 101 ring up. You get the idea of emptiness in a sense, yes? Like form is empty, empty is form, yeah? Yeah. So. I mean, things don't change so much, but the meaning you give them changes a lot, yeah? In AA, we have a, a, an experience that happens a lot. Someone has a belief that they know the worst thing that ever happened to them was the night they got pulled over by the cops and they got arrested, yes? And yet then they go into recovery and in a few months they go, well, that was the best thing that ever happened to me because I would never have gone to an AA meeting unless the judge told me I had to go. So obviously the worst thing that ever happened to me was the best thing that happened to me. What does that imply? It wasn't the worst thing or the best thing, yes? You gave it all the meaning it has, yeah, yeah. That's not a phenomenon, that's a principle. That's what's happening here. Well, lesson two, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. There you go, from the Course of Miracles. Yeah, so if something had a meaning, it would be difficult to give it a meaning, yes? But everything is inherently empty. So it can be anything we want in a sense, yeah? The worst thing, the best thing. It could be an advantage or an obstruction. Yes, this is the duality of meaning. Mm -hmm. you know? We're yeah. looking at everything with the bifocals. So the good or the bad, we don't see anything. <laughs> because you don't see anything, then you see the good or the bad. <laughs> so you make it all that. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so thank you. That's a, thank you for that question, Boaz. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate your formulation. Uh, yeah, Roman and Barbara. Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Long time to see. Barbara. Oh, Roman and Barbara. But I like to say Barbara and Roman. All right. <laughs> Good to of see you both. Such a long time. Barbara, how are you? I'm uh I'm good. Um good. but also uh that was the reason for my for me I wanted to ask you something. Uh, because I'm quite spinning uh with a certain topic and, and really like a lot of anxiety around it. And uh somehow I just take it 
much too serious this idea of for example reincarnation and soul and like i try to to get this whole cosmology right that i understand how everything like the whole context of everything basically and i can't stop stop doing that and uh well remember you, you can see that it's not you doing it see it's different if it can't stop doing it than if it's you can't stop doing it Let's at least get clear it's it can't stop doing it instead of you can't stop doing it. Yeah, first of all. Right. I mean, it's an important point. Yeah. So it can't stop doing it. Once it's not you, you'll be it'll be much easier to dance with it not able to do it than you not able to do it. Yeah, it just will be, to tell you the truth. Yeah. The anxiety, anxiety, obviously, is so different when it's yours or someone else's, yes? Mm -hmm. I'm very rarely affected much by other people's anxiety, but my anxiety, fuck, unbelievable. So is it, is, do I have a certain breed or of anxiety? No, it's the mind, yeah? Isn't that the hidden action that we're not aware of? That... We are a conveyor of meaning to mm -hmm. things, and then we meet those things as if it's their own meaning. But we are the giver of the meaning in a way. I don't mean Paul and Barbara. I mean the activity of an action figure, awakeness, all this. There's mm -hmm. a lot of meaning being given. That's what dreaming is. Yeah? Yes. So, no, and then knowing, it's pretty easy to tell the difference between something and my something. We used to use that old example on the blackboard with money, you know, health, relationships. And then you weigh that, what those words mean. And then we're going to change the meaning of them or the weight of them by not changing a letter, not capitalizing nothing, just my money, my health my relationships, quite different, yeah? Yeah. My implies a huge shift of meaning, a huge one, all day, yeah? Coming out of nothing, going into a something, and then affecting the something that it went through, yes? So my money, no money, I want all of you to have a lot of money. My money, I don't want you any, any of you to have my money. Yeah. So in one way, I want you all to have money, but in another way, I don't want you to have any of my money. Yeah. This is, yes, the money's exactly the same, but the my changes everything. Yeah. See that. So while you're sitting there and listening to this shit going off, wanting to know about reincarnation and soul, that shit is, is implying it's you that wants to know about reincarnation and soul. And therefore, a huge amount of meaning is put into it. And now when it seems to be driving you crazy, not realizing it's because of a lot of the meaning that was put into it, yeah, we're at this position. So let's just reverse engineer it and see the role of mine, see the role of Barbara. Yeah. yeah. Does, that also mean, does that also mean that those concepts are not important or... Well, they seem to be important to you, but let, right where I'm sitting, they're not important to me, no. No? 
But I don't know if, they, I don't think they're anything. I think they are given a meaning of importance or not. Because you don't have a fucking clue, do you? No. <laughs> I don't, you know. All right, I know I'm gonna reincarnate, but if you ask me to show me you how, I, I have no idea. How do I reincarnate? I have no idea. A soul? I have no fucking idea, do I? It's above my pay scale, really. Uh, so I'd much rather, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even so though I'm, you're not afraid of it, you're also not, no, I mean, you're not, you don't understand it or you don't know how, you're also not afraid of those things. No. No, not right now. Okay. I bet, you know. Maybe if a bus came and it says reincarnation, I was late to get there, I'd be afraid I missed the bus, but I haven't seen one. So. And the idea of the soul, in some ways I love it when it's presented in Sufism and stuff. I like, you know, I like it as, a, as an artistic flair, but I don't know what it, I don't believe there's a soul in the sheath of a personality and in a, in a, you know i don't see it that way no okay. yeah. but if there's a god and he's waiting for me at the terminal of reincarnation <laughs> I'll, ask for his, I'll ask his forgiveness for being so stupid <laughs> go with how i'm feeling but I understand it could be important. I mean, but I really, really, really believe a lot of the stuff we think is important is important to the head. It's not really important to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The head wants to know something, wants to get an assurance, wants to be secure because it knows it's living on fucking very thin ice. It doesn't exist, you know? So it always wants to... And of course, it's afraid of this termination. So it wants to think it's a soul that never gets terminated and will appear as Hiram two or Paul three or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that before, like many years ago, I was really hoping that there would be such thing as a soul and reincarnation because I wanted to exactly for the reason you're saying but yeah. now i have more the opposite i wish it all wasn't so because now it's more scary idea if it would be so. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> there you go you had a dualistic expression yes yeah yeah of course if you're feeling shitty and hopeless yeah sign me up for reincarnation right. yeah, hopefully the next round will be better maybe maybe i'll be like my dog the dog gets everything i see got every freaking couch and everything in the house yeah. yeah but of course you see the head reacts to what's happening and then dreams fancifully you know to try to get a little relief now yeah but usually it scares itself yeah yeah the thing is it it, it says it it pines or wishes for peace but it's agitation in nature yeah the head is like that in the hinduism you know with the meditation they would say your head is like the monkey you put it on the pole of the breath and let it go up and down 
and just watch. And after a while, the monkey just chilled out. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But how for how long? It's an incessant thing. You got to keep bringing the monkey to the pole. Maybe just stop calling you the monkey. Yeah. And then maybe you'll be okay with agitation happening. Yeah, because it's not your agitation. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like the idea of a snake, and then you're really nice to it, and you feed it, and you clothe it, and it bites you anyway, and you're surprised, but it says, "Hey, I'm a snake. That's what we do." Yeah. So that which is agitation begets agitation. It's not going to find peace. Mm. Yeah. By it's uh, interest in it is the peace. Yeah, the lot the peace of mind is a loss of interest in the mind becoming peaceful. Really, you lose interest, and you cannot believe how many things that seem impossible as an achievement are quite possible because they are already. Yeah, they don't. There doesn't. There's not a call for a Herculean task or a, a lot of sacrifice and martyrdom. No, you give up the ghost and you feel, you feel enriched now instead of enslaved now. Your interest and attention isn't, in the, isn't being put to enslave you to these hopes of reincarnation and being a soul, yeah? Because you're not feeling okay right now. And instead, they all, that same interest and attention will enrich your day. Yeah. It just basically is what's directing it. Mm. Yeah. If the head's directing it, we've got enough samples from that product line. Yeah. If let's call it spirit or awareness, if that is directing it, it's a whole different ballgame. The same energy that obsesses you with what's not happening will enrich you to the sound of the hummingbird or hearing the water run or the wind blowing. Yes, same saying. Yeah, so. Nice to see you, Barbara. And, yeah, and you know, you. drink a cup of tea. Yes, take it easy. I will. Yeah. Thank you so much. Don't get a reincarnation catalog with all the possibilities. <laughs> Checking out what are the requirements, how many good deeds I need to do to end up as a, a koala bear. That's a pretty good thing. They sleep 20 hours a day and get petted the rest of the time. Right? <laughs> so they're not in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got one of those catalogs. I'll send it to you. I ripped some pages out, though. <laughs> Reincarnate as a cocaine addict. No, I'm going to skip that one. I, I'm going to skip that one next next carousel rotation. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Barbara. It's very nice to see you. Nice to see Roman. Thanks, Barbara. Uh, Nanette is up. Remember, let's keep a time so we don't go too long here because I know you want to go have coffee. Yeah. Yes. What? Oh, I'm Annette. How are you? Hi, I'm blessed. How are you? Thank you for being Good. here. And um, I just love these. I love all of it. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you. You're coming to Doylestown, and I'm going to be yeah. in that area. So 
I oh, hope great. so. Yeah, yeah. But you know, as you were, you kind of, I'm kind of just like blank right now. I just, uh, as you were sharing, it was what was coming in, but in a diff different, maybe words in, in the course, it talks about, you know, we got all these things and concepts and ideas and really I've given everything, all the meaning it has. And, and, and so when things are coming up, you know, or whatever concept or it's, you're, it's the head. And so the Holy Spirit will use it as a teaching device. Yes. Until teaching is no longer needed and learning is no longer needed. And therein lies peace. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's really simple. And it's the head, it's the head that just like, and I love that term that you use. Uh, I've heard it another time as well is like a parasitical movement that just yeah. wants to inject or jack in and just, but it's not me. No, not me. And, and the dreaming is like, you know, when you go to sleep at night and your eyes are closed and dreaming's happening, or when you're up and your eyes are open and dreaming's happening, what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, there would be a huge difference if we had a morning to this one. <laughs> if there was a morning to the daydreaming. Yeah. Then there would, have, there would be a third one. Because <laughs> yeah. now we'd be awake to the night dreaming, the daydreaming, but we'd still be asleep to the awakeness there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. But I like the idea of the Holy Spirit. If people haven't heard about the uh, Course in Miracles, quite an interesting, I feel, download. And uh, I always like the feeling of, let's say the mental state is claiming the information coming through the senses and the thoughts and everything, yes? And it collates it to a, a, a foregone conclusion, yeah? It doesn't arrive at being a self, it starts at being a self. And then it uses information to support that, yeah? And so the same information, when the Holy Spirit is allowed or whatever, it takes the same information, but it gives it a whole different meaning. So like you just said, this Holy Spirit will use this as a teaching aid. Let's say the teaching aid in this form is what you used to uh, respond to as, it's all about me, will be responded to, that's not me, yeah? That's a damn good teaching aid. Yeah. 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 The same information, but what precedes it or what arrives at the proceeding of it by the mental state is, yes, this is all me doing it or about me. And now through satsang, that same information is held as not me. And then the sifter moves and see what comes through. And then when you bake that cake, it's completely different than the other cake. Yeah. Yet using the same ingredients, the same weight, the same amount, but it's not the fucking same at all. Yeah. That's the beauty of spirit. Yeah, it is. You know, in the course, there's a, as um, it was being shared about reincarnation in the teacher's manual, there's a whole section on reincarnation in the courses, um, you know, uh, 
teaching on that. It's really, and if carnation was possible, but it's not possible at all. Uh, but, but basically if it's used for a teaching device to undo the separation idea, to undo these concepts, then it's serving a teaching device until again, it's no longer needed. Well, there you go. Exactly like the, you're gonna use whatever's in the dreaming to dream oneself's out of the dream. Right. Yeah, it's the same, yeah, that same feeling. I like that feeling. Mm. Yeah, the thing is with reincarnation, there's got to be a fact that you incarnated to begin with. <laughs> that one's usually stepped over and then everyone emphasizes the reincarnation, but there's a given a reality of the incarnation, which is obviously needs to be questioned. Yes. So what is seemingly incarnate now is now forget about that. I'm 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 thinking about reincarnation. <laughs> so I don't have a car. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. Yes. No one goes there. Let's talk about reincarnation. Let's call talk, talk about incarnation. Has there ever been an incarnation? <laughs> Thank you, honey. Thank you. Thanks, Annette. Yeah. The appearance is going to reappear. <laughs> it's going to be a better appearance than the first appearance. So, all right. Anyone else? Yes, Lucas. Lucas. Hey, Paul. Hey. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing your talks. I, uh, you know, I, I I've been through sat through quite a few of your talks and uh you know i find it entertaining and it get whatever sticks and uh you know but i also sit and i i ponder questions i may ask and it's like a game like oh i'll get him on this one and then i don't or whatever but so this is what came up for me today is i had eye surgery last week and i'm in a, a quite a bit of pain and discomfort and i'm like well here we go what did you have? i didn't hear the first part Oh, eye surgery. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I had eye surgery. So I was sitting there and I was in some pain and I was like, well, let's get him on this pain question. So now I'm running through the questioning tactics in my head. <clears throat> and uh, it instantly went to um, this, this pain is a good pain because it's healing because I was in a place of pain is bad. Pain is bad. All pain is bad. And I was like, well, this pain is a good pain. And then it went to, well, maybe I don't know what pain is. Maybe I really don't know. And then it jumped on top of some other things of maybe I don't know what success is. Maybe I don't know. What... And I got to that place of really being comfortable and I don't know. And that's okay. And I don't know is actually right where I want to be, but something in me tells me don't stay there. That's a... Uh, a place of weakness almost, you know, and I can see that as a thought, you know what I mean? I, it's hard for me to explain. I just was wanting to uh, verbalize the whole realization that I, I, I've had, but I knew it just came a little clear with the, not all pain is bad. And maybe I, maybe I don't recognize things properly and maybe is a good place and I don't know is even better place. Well, if you just look what uh, Nanette just said, so now the pain became a teaching aid, 
to lead you to realize that pain doesn't always have to be bad and whatever. Yeah. How did how did you learn that? You learned it through pain. Yeah. There you go. Is that can seem to be in a larger pattern of the act of dreaming, not you as the actor, but the dreaming oneself out of the dreaming. And as you do, the dream gets happier. Yeah, that fits into there. So there you go. Yeah. Does the dream go on eternally? No. You dream yourself out of it. Yeah. Uh, where there's no reincarnation, there's, there's no incarnation. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And pain, uh, uh, most people would love to avoid pain. My feeling is the best you can shoot for is traveling lighter through it, yeah. So I have chronic condition for 38 years, so that uh, I don't know how I, you know, was fitted around it, but it's sort of uh, okay. I think acceptance has a lot to do with it. When you're, when you're resisting something, obviously it persists or you actually throw more logs on the fire, but you can't fake uh, non-resistance to it. It has to be acceptance, really. And uh, yeah, I just feel like everything, because of the meaning that's given to everything, like pain, uh, if you can affect where the meaning is distributed through, then uh, there'll be less meaning given to pain which for me means it stays on the level of pain and doesn't enter the realm of suffering, which has a, like a, a mental accomplice with the pain that uh, is something else really, yeah? So the pain claimed gets turned into something else, like a fuel for suffering. And the fuel of pain will run out a lot more than the momentum of the suffering. The suffering will keep going even after the physical pain's gone. Yeah. The head uh, gets a lot out of it. It's a very, very, it's like, it's like it's ace in the hole to prove that this place is real. Your extreme aversion to pain and the unwillingness to feel it proves that it's real, yes? In its logic, so yes. So sometimes if you have a road where there's a dreaming oneself out of the dreaming, sometimes that dreaming is gonna have pain in it <laughs> because uh, things have to be noticed about it, yeah. So. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. The, pain, the difference between pain and suffering is in this instance a lot more prevalent and it allows me to kind of overlay that onto other things that are more suffering than pain that is, being resolved as suffering, not pain. Yes. Yes. The suffering is uh, obviously, yeah. You have the ability to discern the difference, obviously, after a while. But most people think suffering is pain. 
but it isn't. It's suffering. It's something that's gone over and over again, especially things that can't be changed. Like if I would lay in the bed in the hospital and wish that my leg wasn't twisted up so much, that would be causing, that would be suffering in a way. Yes, because I was not accepting a fact and wanting it to be different with no power. Yeah. So in a way, that was an incredible teaching thing because I was brought to uh, levels of surrender I would not willingly go, for sure, when things happened to me, getting run over and stuff. I was brought to states of powerlessness that you couldn't conjure up in a retreat or you couldn't set it up like a, a play. It just went way too far. I mean, I didn't even have any say about when or, or what I was being operated on. I would just wake up and I could tell something happened because the band, I had different bandage locations. I'd be going, and then I'd have to, they'd have to fill me in to tell me what the fuck happened. <laughs> they just kept, I was just, doctors would come in, they never look at you at all. The nurses were great, the doctors just looked at them damage like you weren't even there just in this you had no say in fucking anything it's just incredible so i mean obviously in one view of the course you would say i was very a hard-headed uh, type in a way because i needed to <laughs> the teaching aid was like a sledgehammer so to speak <laughs> but so what you know what i mean really Literally. In this case, the end, which is the beginning, justifies all means. Yes. The end, which is the beginning, true, justifies all means. When you, I remember one time the, uh, I was having a, they were taking out something from the body and it was, they gave me local anesthesia. They didn't knock me out because I'd been knocked out quite a lot, yeah? So they built a little wall so I couldn't visually see what they were doing. And they were on the other side from waist down. They were on that side. I was laying on the, the operating table. I was on the other side underneath these big aluminum lights, yeah? And then at one moment, I had the most exquisite sense of being. I couldn't fucking believe it. I just blew me away. And the first thing, my humble head could respond to, he says, if everything that ever happened to me led to this moment, it was all worthwhile. Now this was happening, no one noticed it, not they were just doing their thing, the nurses, the aluminum bowls, they didn't turn it into fire, but it was unbelievable. I was just so fucking humble that I had a little sense felt, like free sample that just fucking, infused everything and then it, it left but that one moment made everything worthwhile that ever happened or could have happened it just all the meaning that had been built up into skyscrapers or little molehills or mountains just blown away completely nothing it had nothing to do with this if it had anything to do with this it's incredible. and then the operation went on 
they wheeled me out. You know, there wasn't a parade or anything. <laughs> but there was a scene for sure. A scene, yes. Yeah, so. And it's all panned out. A lot of times, a free sample today in this place, it's sort of like initiates a wave or a set of waves. And you'll know the tree by its fruits. Yeah, I used to have it when I would go on tours, talk a lot for a week or two. I'd get home and I'd be, I could feel you know, just something. And then I would watch the next few months shit drop that I thought were essential maybe, or I assumed were, just shit would just drop along the way. And I could have seen that it was, the genesis of it was that wave, was that whack, yeah? Just a download, maybe unnoticed, just a second or two, but its effect in time was like a tsunami. It was incredible. So there is no proportionality, like the Course says, there's no big miracles and little miracles. It's just miraculous and shit. So, yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Luke. Lucas. I think it was Lucas. Yes, Lucas. Yes. Hey, Thanks, what Lucas. time is it? I think we're going to go have coffee. What? Oh, it's almost two. Let's, uh, can we say goodbye? Mm. I got yep. these people. They're all waiting to go to the bathroom. <laughs> they want class to be over. <laughs> all right. Hey, Mike, thank you for your service. I think, yeah, I'll let you know about any other Zooms, but those days I told you we won't do. Yeah, I put up the ones that are canceled already. Yeah, yeah. All right, great. And that's not a, that's an eternity from now, a couple of weeks. Hey, we got George, Sergio. Nice to see you, Sergio. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for sharing. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. We got a new. There she is. Nice to see you, Anu. Richard H. Always a pleasure. Hey, Luke, Paul. It's very, very, uh, uh, yeah. I like following your mind. Yes. From lily pad to lily pad. Yes. All right. Nanette. Always a pleasure. Nanette. Keep that light on for me, Nanette. Keep that candle burning. I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> we got Elvon. Thank you so much, Elvon. And, uh, you know, Yeah. You know, you, there's a taking care of the action figure. Yes. Yeah. And abiding and whatever. Yes. It's one is not at the, the expense of the other. Yeah. Yes. Eight again. Please. One is not at the expense or at, of the other. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You're in Rome. You got to render unto Caesar's. What's Caesar's, yes? Mm -hmm. You rub something else and there you go. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you can't try to think, make the of the Rome. It's, you're in Rome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then there's the of. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, thank All you. Right. We got Brahmi, there she is. Brahmi, <laughs> we're always in your corner. Yeah, your lifetime. I feel it. This slap, if yeah. you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> All right, good. We got Stuart. There he is, a friend of ours from Oz. Always a pleasure, Stuart. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome, man. We got Kenneth from uh, Vancouver, Always our Buddhist scholar. There he is. Nice to see him. We got Michelle. Let's see who else you got. Oh, Boaz. Boaz, thank you for the conversation today, Michelle. Nice to see you. Let's see who else. We've got Barbara and Roman. Always a pleasure to see both of you. We got Mike C. We got Tariq. I know Tariq is going to leave Dover when I get there, so I'm probably going to miss seeing him. Johannes from Germany. There he is. We got Emmanuel. Did I say it right? Emmanuel? Yes. Great. We got Elaine and, Ka and Kari. Elaine? The kids, what the hell? Elaine and Carl. It's Carl. Oh, Carl. I'm giving his name. He's Sri Kari now. He said you recognize him. <laughs> He's Sri, Sri, Kari, and Elaine. <laughs> got a new name. We got Stefan on having never left. Yes. We got Ada. Nice to see you, Ada. Chris, he's in front of the door. Another Chris with the hat. I got to have Chris with the hat and Chris without the hat. All right. We got Angie. Angie's chilling out. Yes. There she is. We got Barbara. Oh, we got Deborah Bob. Nice to see you, Deb. Anish. Always a pleasure to see Anish, yeah, yeah. Mark N, another Chris, let me see who else here. We got Susan, who supplies me with latte money, thank you. I may need it today, yes. Dave B. Paul, uh, hey Paul, it's Susan. Yes, Susan. Uh, I should have sent you twice as much. I just came back from New Jersey and New York, and man, was it expensive. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring <laughs> my own beans with me. Yeah. Well, have I have a good time on your trip. Well, I'm not there yet. Uh, we'll, we'll see you. All okay. right, honey. Thank you. We got Mandy. I only, I only see a picture. I got Mark Nelson. I think that's it. Hey, thank you, everyone. Uh, Thank you for this privilege to speak with you. I appreciate it a lot. See you, Sri Kari. You're not Carl anymore. Remember, Sri Kari. Sri, Sri, Sri Kari. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.